Hi, my name is Rhonda Minga, and I would like to welcome you today to Freedom Ministries in Crossed, Arkansas. I invite you to connect with us online at freedomministriescrossed.com. Now let's take the time to pray before we tune in to today's message. Lord, I lift you up, and I just pray that you draw us by your Spirit. I pray that you show us your Word. You give us great and mighty revelations of who you are and how you want to move in and through us. Lord, be with these people as they tune in now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You see that, then we need to be preaching on it. We need to be preaching on it. And I realize we have the fivefold here, and we teach and preach different things, but the ultimate thing right now, right now, I don't know how long that'll be, is to get souls. That's what God's saying to us. And we, we got to flow with the stream that he's saying if we want fruit. Because uh, we don't need to be mixing fruit. Because then you get a, a yucky orange if you try to mix it with something else, a watermelon. So these words came alive in me, faith, hope, and, lo hope and love. These three abide forever. And I was like, <gasps> faith, hope, and love. These three will abide forever. First Corinthians chapter 13. Um, let me find 13. Verse 13. Let's look at it. So these are simple scriptures, but it's something that he spoke. So we go with that. Amen. These are scriptures that most of y'all probably already heard. He says, and now abides. Abides means remains. Faith, hope, charity which means love these three but the greatest of these is love why is the greatest love because God is love so if God is love and he lives in me then I have hope and I have faith but he said you can prophesy all day you can preach all day but if you don't have love, you can sing to me all day. But if you don't have love, you know, we got together last night. Um, it was just a sudden thing. But my brother came in, and he he was singing like, a, do you call it a five-star choir? Oh, my Jesus, out of his spirit. And one thing I've seen about Edward since I met him is he has love. He's very gentle, very kind. And he grew up Church of Christ. He grew up with a family that preached the word, but they don't really live the word. And um, But he is so on fire for God, even not having that. Him and his wife didn't even go to church when I met him. They had been out, you know, Things happen, and they get back out. Things happen, they get back out. But he had done turned his TV off, was strictly in the Word and worship. And But he goes to AA meetings all the time. He'll go to one in West Monroe. He'll go to one over there by the Piccadilly. He'll go to this one and show love. Anytime he's off, because he's been sober 20 years, but he goes and finds and teaches the ones coming in to those places because he he's teaching what he knows he don't know more but he's learning more here he's learning to get 
to the root of it, you know, to find out why people still want to drink after they've been sober and get get what caused them to ever drink to begin with. So, so love. So he says um, that he is love. And faith is we trust in God and his promises. Faith means this should abide forever in us. We trust in God and his promises. Hope is I'm confident of him and I have expectation of eternal life. I have expectation of things happening. And this is one area that I kind of, I don't know, I don't put that in me as much as I should that I expect. I, I will for a minute. I, I will when I get a word from him, like a rhema word. I'll stand on that and I'll believe it. But as far as just looking around the corner for it, I don't do that like I should. But that's hope. That's hope. That I'm looking around the corner. You said that uh, all my kids are coming home. Well, I'm looking for them today. Or, or what's that word you got? The dromedaries are coming, which is camels. They're coming. Isaiah 60. So she said, God said, look for my dromedaries on every corner. So hope would be when I pull up to the minute shop, man, there's a camel over here coming with gold, silver, everything else we need, people. I'm hoping for that. I'm expecting that. When you're pregnant with a baby, you're expecting a baby. So you get everything ready for that baby. You get the nursery ready. You go Anytime you go to the store, wow, I got to go to the baby section because I know I'm, I'm expecting something. I have hope. Hope is something that we can get excited about. We Every time we come together, we should be hoping. What you going to do today, God? We know you're going to do something. I'm expecting you to save, heal, and deliver today. I'm expecting provision to come for your people. So we'll start with faith. And he says in Mark 11, 23, he says, have faith in God. That means I don't have faith in myself. Dr. Sorella calls it have the God kind of faith. Have the God kind of faith because when we got saved, a measure of faith, Romans 12, 3, a measure of faith came inside us. So we have the God kind of faith, so I draw on that faith. I don't draw on my own faith. I don't try to produce anything. I was telling Evangelist Monica yesterday, I was up here praying, and I... I was telling her that Mama told me one day, like the third day I was going to preach, that I've ever preached. Charles Brooks is coming, and he's bringing a, a friend. And I'm like, Charles Brooks, he's a big man in this city. He's important, you know. He, he helped build the rodeo grounds. They got a big old sign. God, I am so scared. I was terrified all day Saturday, terrified sick to my stomach as pastor says and i was just praying and fasting at home and sometime in that afternoon god said to me he said i bring you before kings and i give you what to say and i'm like i could breathe a peace come on me um, calmness come on me but when i walked in sunday did it keep me not being afraid then no they walked in the door, and I'm over here, right where Shay's sitting, trembling. God, I oh, won't we'll get up there. 
and he reminded me, I bring you before kings, and I'm going to give you what to say. So I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't let my thoughts go to the fear anymore. I said, you bring me before kings. Mama's up here, you know, talking. and work. You bring me before kings, and I'm going to know what to say. You bring me before kings. All, all the time feeling the fear, but I didn't throw up. But when I stood up and grabbed the microphone, the fire, and the Holy Ghost, I was no longer scared. He showed up, and I grew so much that day, and that never has happened to me again like that. So you do grow past those stages. So anyway, when you feel that, just know that that's normal. Do it afraid. Do it anyway because you will. As long as you don't back out and make excuses, you'll, you'll grow past it. And then you can go forward into your next level. Amen. So Luke, uh, Mark 11, 23 says, Say to this mountain, be thou removed. And if you don't doubt in your heart, but you believe, it'll be done for you. But I can only do that when I have faith in God and what he said, not what I say. Amen. So um, let's look at first, I think it's first. Timothy 6.17. Somebody look that one up, and I'm going to look this other one up. Luke 8.48. Got it? Okay. Somebody give her a mic. First Timothy six, I think it's twelve. If I can read my own writing, <laughs> it's twelve or seventeen. I got, I can get both of them. Seventeen, fight the good fight of faith. Yeah, fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life, to which you were also called, and have confessed the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. Amen. So we're talking about faith, hope, and love. So he says, fight the good fight of faith. The only way I can do that is to have the God kind of faith. And get what he's saying. That's because I won't be able to run that race that's so that's e so easily set before me if I don't get his faith on it. Because mine's gonna play out. Mine's gonna I'm gonna get tired. <laughs> and so when we come to the end of ourselves, we become to the beginning of his faith. And we quit trying to produce things ourselves. So Luke um eight forty eight. He's talking about the woman with the issue of blood, and she came, and he said, who touched me? And 48 says, and he said to her, daughter, be of good comfort. Your faith has made you whole. Go in peace. So when we pull on the God kind of faith on the inside of us, and it takes something to be able to stand on what he's told us, we can have peace. I can have peace over my circumstance. I can know that whatever's facing me, if I get his faith on it, if I seek him, if I hear him and I stand on it, then I'm going to have peace. Anything That's how Peter walked on water. It wasn't that he was just all that. I mean, he did step out of the boat, but Jesus told him to come. The word was there come 
So he stood on the word, and when he quit looking at the word, he, he was falling into the water. So we got up, but then he got his eyes back on Jesus. Jesus helped him out. So we got to keep our eyes on him, especially in these days. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. So you can have faith, peace, Luke 8, 48, when you have uh, faith, you have the God kind of faith. Uh, James 2.20 says, without faith, it says, faith without works is dead, being alone. If I stand on my own faith, I'm pretty much alone. If I go out here and build something because I want to, I'm going to have to keep it built. But the Bible says, unless the Lord builds the house, he that builds it, builds it in vain. Unless he builds the church, unless he, all we can do is obey. That's what we can do. We can go out in the streets. We can witness. He's the Lord of the harvest. He is the Lord. He said, pray to the Lord of the harvest that um, he'll bring forth laborers. So all I can do is have a street ministry, say this is what we're doing, and then the Lord and pray and have the God kind of faith and hope and love, and then he brings the laborers. Man has nothing within himself that he doesn't get from above. If we'll read about Jesus, he didn't do any miracles that he didn't go to the Father, and the Father told him what to do. He said, I don't do anything that I don't see my Father do. I don't say anything that I don't hear him say. I don't just pray for people. I don't put my hands on people because I like to put hands on people. He said, lay hands on no man suddenly. If I see your face in the Spirit, I'll come put hands on you. But other than that, I let the Holy Ghost do his work because I don't have anything in myself. Amen. So let's look at hope. Romans 5, 4 through 5 and 8 and through 24. Who wants to read? Okay. Mm-hmm. experience and experience hope and hope maketh not ashamed because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost which is given unto us okay see where faith and hope work together in love you know I love faith works through love so faith hope and love work together they they abide They're, they all work together let's look at Romans 8 through 24. Well, it may be 5. Let me look. I might have wrote it down wrong. Romans 5. Yeah, it's Romans 5, 8. I'll go ahead and read it. But God commends his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Much more than being now justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. For if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God. Let's go on down. I'm not sure what I was trying to say here. I think I'm just showing that they work together. The love of hope makes not a shame because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost which is given to us. When we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And then he showed his love toward us that while we were yet sinners, he died. 
And another scripture says we're justified by faith. So faith, hope, and love work together. I'm not sure what I was trying to show right there. but So they go together. That was what my note says, like faith works through love. 1 Corinthians chapter 14 says follow after love. It doesn't say follow after being able to preach good, teach good, sing good. Follow after love because love fulfills the law. The Bible says love does no ill to its neighbor. If I love you, I'm not going to steal from you. I'm not going to try to sabotage you because I'm jealous. Me and Monica was praying about jealousy and envy yesterday. The Bible says, because I get amazed at people. I say, really? They would sabotage that because they're scared that me and that person might get close. She said, yeah. People don't want to. Charlotte would tell me that all the time. They don't want nobody close to you, so they'll sabotage the relationship. And I have a hard time understanding that kind of malice in somebody's heart. But it's envy. Envy and jealousy is like murder. <laughs> envy and jealousy. Cain and I, Cain killed Abel, his own brother, because he was jealous. Am I preaching your message? Okay. So it, it's hard for people that are pure, because the pure in heart, uh, to them all things are pure. So it's hard for them to really think that's somebody's motives. But yeah, people sabotage relationships. Because they're scared someone else is going to get close to somebody. And then they may not do what they're supposed to do for that person. Like Pastor Barbara, if she has armor bear, I believe Rayshon has a heart for Pastor Barbara. Well, what if I try to sabotage that? That's jealousy. I would uh, start planting little thoughts in Rayshon's ear or... I would call Rayshon and say, go with me to, uh, let's go to Monroe. I wouldn't invite her. Uh, how else would we sabotage it, Monica? If she preached, I'd say just a little thing. You know, I don't know how to sabotage because I don't sabotage. <laughs> <laughs> it's, hard, it's, hard, it's even hard to describe because the I, th- I think too it's like you you say you're going like if you're if you're taking care uh, of something for the apostle and and just a little thing just a little thing that you don't do will sabotage uh, the whole outcome of, of whatever it is God wanted to do that day and so just with withholding all of it you know part of it withholds yeah. causes a like well know. like when I was gone to See Michelle, when me and Julie, I get texts from somebody saying, planting little seeds, uh, planting little seeds about somebody else. But it's it's nothing you can put really put your finger on. That well, so and so they they had their gown on, and what if your husband walked through the door, plant seeds that somebody's flirting with my husband? Just anything to get your thought negative towards that person that's sabotaging it's sabotaging relationships it's sowing discord among the brethren and if they plant enough seeds in you it's you know you have to have that discernment to be like that didn't happen because the bible says whoever tells you something first you're usually gonna believe it 
it takes something to come back and change that mindset then. Um, if someone just, if they saw y'all singing together and they're like, you know, she said to, if, if Monica's the praise leader and Farron came up there and started singing and Rayshawn's like, you know, she, she, she thinks, she thinks you a little bossy, just, just that, and goes on. Then tomorrow it's something else. definition of sabotage is to deliberately mm -hmm. destroy or damage or obstruct something for advantage. Yes. It's manipulation. That's what for advantage means. First Corinthians chapter 13. We want to know about love. We're talking about faith, hope, and love. These th three will remain after everything else is gone. So, um, he talks about in first, uh, first Corinthians chapter 13, verse 7. He's talking about love. Bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never fails, but whether there's prophecies, they shall fail. Whether there's tongues, they shall cease. Whether there's knowledge, it shall vanish away. So he's saying that. Right here, you see faith and hope working together, love and hope and faith working together. So those three abide together. And I thought about a threefold cord is not easily broken. So if we can walk in love and faith and hope, we can, we can do a lot of damage to the kingdom of darkness. Psalms 85.10 says, Mercy and truth have met together. You know, a lot of people think mercy is uh, weak. I get told it all the time. I see your mercy working. No, because I know how to say, that's it. I know how to do that. I've done it. You can't, you can't, you got a month to leave. I've done that. I, I know how. But as long as somebody's got to cry. As long as somebody's crying out to Jesus in their inner man, I don't look at all that outside stuff. I look at the gold inside because I know that he looks at that in my life. And uh, Jesus, he said, all of those that come to me, I don't cast them out. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Joel 3, verse, uh, verse 14 through 16. There's many, many in the valley of decision. Let's read. Who wants to read Joel 3, 14 through 16? Y'all tell me when it's 10, 15. Okay. We'll read this one. 14 through 16. The day of the Lord is near in the valley of decision. Keep going. Uh, multitudes in the valley of this 14 through 16. Oh, I'm sorry. The sun and the moon will grow dark, and the stars will diminish their brightness. The Lord also will roar from Zion and utter his voice from Jerusalem. The heavens and the earth will shake, but the Lord will be a shelter for his people and the strength of the children of Israel. Thank you again for tuning in with us. If this word ministered to you, please consider sowing a seed to Freedom Ministries at freedomministriescrossit.com.
We have made it available to you on the giving page. Thank you again. Go and be blessed. In Jesus' name.